what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to the GM Meetings edition of Birds All Day. Uh, my name is Drew Fairservice, and we are here talking about your Toronto Blue Jays as they look to return to the playoffs nine months from now, or 11 months from now, <laughs> yeah, frankly. Yeah. Uh, as I said, my name is Drew Fairservice, joining me as always. Old Reliable. Andrew Stoughton, Mr. Stoughton, how are you? I'm doing well. Good to uh, good to be here. We're on yeah. a roll here. We're back, organized, yeah, so to speak. Good for us. Watching uh, television, hanging yeah, out. That's right. Uh, as we do, uh, yeah. GM meetings went from sort of a non-event to there are probably at at least three people from Sportsnet there right now. Oh yeah, I would say more. Davidi Davis, Wilner, Nicholson Smith, Wilner. They're all down there for sure. You gotta twist a lot of arms to get people to go to Boca Raton <laughs> in, in November, I'm sure. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've never been to Boca Raton. It's been it's close. The, is that on the old people side of Florida? It is on it the is. old people yeah. side. It's on the it's on the Atlantic Ocean side. Oh. I've been close, but never okay. all the way down. I flew into Fort Lauderdale. Oh, there you go. Did I fly into Fort Lauderdale? I did, I did. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, when the GM meetings are going on, which is mostly, mostly a lot of talk, it's not as much of like the transactional flea market as the winter meetings, yeah, it's like, but people have realized that it's content. It's pure. It's like, oh, somebody's you know somebody's here in the lobby, like going to talk oh. to teams, some free agent, or oh, Hanley's down here. He's going to talk to to yeah. the Red Sox. Just meet up with them and talk about how he cannot be complete garbage. And I don't know. Every day, Lacava's scrumming with the media, and Boris does Boris his thing. Is it's doing like his it's, Boris thing. Yeah, you. Were, I mean, you said before we went on. It's the mini winter meetings. It's basically what it is. So. Sure, cool, whatever. So stuff to talk about. There is not necessarily news, but there are news-shaped items that have um, leaked out. Yeah, from like the will to live from the residents of <laughs> Double Oka Vista. Well, yeah, somebody's got to talk about something. Got to talk about something. Got something's got to be talked talked about. So send the whole squad. Yeah, down to Florida. Uh, so we'll talk about those things, including uh, potential movement on a Marco Estrada contract. The the deadline for tomorrow is or for the qualifying offer yeah. acceptance or rejection is tomorrow. So uh, maybe we'll talk about that. Talk about uh, Tony Left Eye Lacava uh, in his first week yeah. as like in the big chair, although it's obviously a much smaller chair than the. Uh, Iron Throne, upon which <laughs> Mark Shapiro sits. The Mad yeah. King sits. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the payroll stuff that's been uh, yo-yoing around, just like with taking the emotions of Blue Jays fans with it. Yeah, um, all of it bullshit. And we'll, uh, I believe, we'll we'll give some very important advice, which is that when you're getting you're getting your jersey printed up, it is E before I and Grinky. Right. Yeah. And yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, but before we do any of that stuff, we've got to get our housekeeping out of the way, uh, which is, of course, we do this show uh, because we like to and because you like to listen to it, as it turns out. Uh, and if you do like to hear us do these things, you, of course, can support us at patreon.com slash birds all day. Uh, shoot us a couple bucks a month. Keep us in the style, living in the style to which we've yeah. grown accustomed. Keep us uh, on the air and uh, keep us honest. Frankly, and uh, anyone who has done so, don't feel obligated, of course. Uh, it's if you feel you can uh, feel, compelled. You can feel obligated. You, you, you are not obligated. <laughs> feel yeah. what you got to feel. I'm not here yeah. to police your feelings. Look. Yeah. But. Uh, you know, it makes a great Christmas gift. It does. <laughs> the it does. gift of keeping us living in the style <laughs> to which and, we are accustomed. Food and shelter uh, is a, the finest of all the holiday givings. <laughs> uh, but we'll go. And of course, everyone who has participated with us and. Uh, and, and pledged and and uh, Patreon, Patreon, Patreonized, yeah, patrons, Whatever. patronized, yeah. Uh, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, it was a great year, and we're gonna keep it going here in the uh, Dick Fingers off season, uh, which is, of course it never stops, you know. But uh, uh, and of course, if you do want to get all this hot content directly to you, I recommend to go over to the iTunes Store. Uh, and download an app for podcasts, and then you can rate, uh, you can subscribe. I think that shit's right on your phone. I think that. I it think is. There's a podcast app that's built right in. Yeah. Uh, get it or log into it. Do what you got to do. Get the podcast right to your phone as soon as it's uploaded. 
uh, quarter past Stoughton uh, most days. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, and of course, when you're there, drop us a review, give us a couple stars, be like, yo, these guys are great. If you, person who happened upon this randomly uh, in the podcast standings, charts, Whatever sign up. they're called, yeah. Yeah, it's, subscribe. You are, it good, it's not going to kill you? No, it's not. And if you're at your mom's house and you're, she's like, I don't know how to use my iPad. You're like, you know what you need? Mom, you need content. That's true. So we're going to talk about uh, the GM meetings and all of the bullshit that it provides. Uh, and also, we're going to talk about uh, so much more on this edition of Birds All Day. As I mentioned before the break, the big topic this week is the GM meeting, which I think is very well-timed in terms of the offseason. Um, there is all kinds of business uh, to take care of, uh, but yeah. also running concurrent to the winter meetings, winter meetings are taking place in Florida, here in Toronto, the Royal Winter Fair, okay. taking over uh, whatever that building down there is called. The exhibition place. Both of those things are great sources of horseshit. I see where you went with that. Thank you. Yeah. There's all kinds of just loose talk yeah, coming out of out of basically. the out of the the GM meetings. The latest of which is a Ken Rosenthal report that he published directly to Facebook. Am I to understand? Yeah. Uh, big fuck you to Twitter. Yeah. Big fuck you to people that pay him. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, got to he's got to protect his brand, I guess. Brand above all else. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. the what what was the report? That well, I mean, it's the latest as of we're recording this. Who knows what the hell horseshit is mm. going to get shoveled before anybody who's actually you know, out there listens to it. Uh, but yeah, he said the Jays and Estrada, Marco Estrada, may end up going, uh, coming to terms on a multi-year extension uh, before Friday's qualifying offer deadline. I mean, Shai Davidi wrote earlier this week uh, that basically... Marco Estrada's free agency is this week. Either he's going to find someone who's going to give him enough money to forego the qualifying offer, or he's going to take the qualifying offer. Uh, which makes sense, because he's not in a real great position to uh, hit the open market, because he's he's Marco Estrada, and now there is a really high draft pick that a team would have to forego in order to, to get him. There is a significant tax yeah. on his earnings yeah. placed by the current collective bargaining agreement. Yeah, which is shitty for him. Shitty for him. It is shitty for him. It's 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 hard. It's a hard sell to say it's shitty for him when it's like there's literally a <laughs> yeah. 15, sixteen million dollar yes. contract yes. offer sitting on your desk that you are hoping to coat in your own urine. But yeah, it's a tax on his further earnings. You made some good points. You wrote a post about it before we got underway here. I did about maybe guys who are a bit more you know fairly comparable. Uh, the one Those, I, which were Rosenthal's examples. Rosenthal's line, examples. Right, yeah. Uh, the, you know, I've been using Kyle Loesch. Sure. Which maybe is maybe underselling Kyle Loesch, his body of work relative to that produced by Marco Estrada. Yeah. But. Though, I mean, Estrada, like, I, we said this last week, you know, Estrada really has had one bad half season in the last, like, three years, basically. He had a good 2013, mm-hmm. terrible start to 2014, and then also, and was amazing this year. So, I. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what it, I, I don't know whether Estrada is fairly comparable to the guys mentioned, which are Edison Volquez and uh, who was the other one? Jason Hamill. If, uh, like Edison Volquez, if Marco Estrada decides he needs to start throwing fucking ninety-seven <laughs> miles an hour with like two feet of arm side run, he can go right ahead and do that. Yeah, I am. I will support him in that choice. That is true. Uh, but. The thing is, you, you, you've said it, and it's pretty self-explanatory. Three years and $30 million, is I don't think there are people lining up to give that to Marco Estrada, as well as a draft pick. I, I said that in the, po- in yeah. the post. Like, I mean, would you like would we be happy if the Blue Jays, if Marco Estrada played for another team and we didn't know anything about him, and the Blue Jays said, hey, we're giving this guy three years and $30 million, and we're giving up our first-round pick for him? 
would we be like, hey, look at that great ERA? Or would we be like, holy shit, why would they do that? He's still Marco Estrada, right? Like, that's yeah. the thing that if if you put a different name on him yeah, and you have some guy who is 30-something years old and has a phenomenal season, not not out of the blue, but not built upon a very strong, a substantial base of performance, yeah. you're going to... It's going to raise some eyeball. I, I, I think so, yeah. And I mean, I mean, like we're talking about like ten million dollars a year, twelve million dollars a year. Like that's that's still good money on the free agent pitching market mm-hmm. you know, for a team. Like that's still that's not you take it. You take yeah. It for, I mean, that's why Ari Dickey's uh, option was a no brainer. A no brainer at all. Yeah. You know, but that but that's one year of it, and you know when you get into talking, do you want to guarantee three years to Marco Estrada? I mean, I, if if he's the same guy that he was in twenty sixteen or tw- sorry in twenty fifteen. Yeah, sure. You do it happily. Yeah, for sure. But we have no idea what the fuck he's going to be. And uh, while there's lots of reasons to believe in him, there's lots of reasons to sort of question what that's going to be. And that's what I mean. That's why I think the Jays made this offer because it seems like made the qualifying offer because it seems like you could probably find some middle ground with him where there's enough incentive for him to not take it, uh, but where you still retain him at a price that's reasonable enough because he doesn't want to hit the open market because that draft pick's going to fucking kill him. It really, it really is. Uh, it, it'll be interesting the way it plays out. I do think, and I don't think, I do agree that this is probably it seems as though it was like a foregone conclusion in a lot of ways by extending in this offer. The Blue Jays did the right thing in doing it. Maybe it sucks for him because it's affecting his earnings a little bit. But uh, at the end of the day, they're probably going to get this done at some point. Yeah, it seems pretty likely. Even I would, I would think so. I mean, I offer. joked at the end of the post, and you know, saying like, "Oh, I can't believe you know three like three years and north of thirty million dollars." Like now, you know, watch him sign for forty or something like that. I, I, I it's hard, mm. it's hard to read the market in this sort of thing. I remember, especially when they're it's first, it's the first one. Yeah, that's absolutely true too. I, I, I remember the Jose Batista contract, which is obviously going a ways back and was less uh, savvy about things, but. Fuck, that blew me away that he got as much money as he did after, you know, weeks and months of speculating about what the Jays should do with him. And Because, I don't know, we just don't know what they think and what other teams think. And and Estrada is, is, is an interesting one, not in the same way that Batista was at the time, but... I don't know. He's had this this kind of outlier season. Like, I mean, as much as he, we were saying he's been good for three years, I mean, this year was exceptionally good if you look at mm-hmm. everything but the FIP. And, you know, FIP is, is an important thing that people look at. I mean, we're having the same conversation we had last week, I guess, basically. But, yeah, I, I think you're right that it should work out that they uh, that they find some common ground and make it work, you know, just like they did with Alex Anthopoulos. Honest. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. See, that was one of the things I had on my list. Too I was soon. like, the Anthopolis thing won't go away. And I think it's not... It's not. <laughs> it's obviously a big deal. There's not a lot of precedent for something like this, where no. yeah. the general manager of a team that, that did what the Blue Jays did up and walks away. Uh, so it is going to be... It is an interesting topic, something that people are not going to want to just leave alone. Yeah. Uh, and I one other reason I think that the Anthopolis thing hasn't gone away is because Anthopolis, not to slag him... He hasn't gone away. He's been doing <laughs> a lot of media. Too. He's been out there saying how he's going to take it easy. He's going to do this. Now I think it's because he's... Strutting into the GM meetings to, t- to pick up his award. To get yeah. an award from Jesse Spector, oh, yeah. who ranked him 30th of all front office people at the beginning of the year. Yeah, well... Uh, I'm sure that was enjoyable for him. I hope it wasn't. <laughs> the bigger picture. I want to. I will move on for Anthopolis. We don't need to talk about that anymore. But sure. the payroll thing is one we will talk about. And, sure. No, and... we can. Uh, I maybe mean, sorry before we leave the Anthopolis thing. I think there was a. You know, there was the interesting Bob Nightingale piece uh, at uh, USA Today this week. Uh, Never heard those it. two words in the same sentence before. Eh, yeah, I didn't say it was well written. I just said it was interesting. <laughs> no, I mean, just talking about 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 the changing nature of the GM. Uh, I think the guys on. Uh, um, Effectively Wild talked about that as well this week. Uh, I bet Anthopolis is kind of the first guy to to be really fucked over by the way that like just titles are changing. Just Title inflation. Dave yeah. Cameron wrote a good thing yeah, about exactly. it on yeah. last week, which is true and yeah. weird. And well, it's interesting. Right? It also relates to the way Tony Lacava, right? The report that Tony Lacava was signed, signed a multi-year yeah. contract extension that he may even if he's not the GM. He still has that contract. He's still going to do 
a job somewhere in these new sort of very Wall Street style yeah. kind of flat earth. Which is, I mean, the whole thing, like, the Lecavis career is kind of amazing, really, at this point. Like, yeah, they worked with Shapiro in Cleveland for a year, though. I mean, with, with is kind of a loose term. I don't know how much the GM and, like, the national cross-checker mm. get together for powwows about stuff. Uh, but, you know, he's still under that umbrella. And and now this, he's with his third GM with the, with the Jays, which is kind of, well, third GM will be whoever replaces him or him or his the but we know who the real gm is yeah, because yeah. it's just the title has changed uh which is kind of amazing too and uh yeah I, which i don't know good for him he interviewed for the angels job apparently and we know he, he turned down baltimore a few years ago he's he a guy did. that people really like and so you understand why shapiro having a previous relationship with him uh values him enough to say okay this is a guy we're gonna run our contract. offseason. Yeah, run the most important offseason in twenty years, essentially. Basically, yeah, and they'll give yeah. him the keys. So yeah, and then you, you also avoid you know, fucking hacks asking every day. Oh, you got a lame duck GM? Do you trust him to do this? Do you uh, you know like uh, now they've said we trust Tony to be part of you know the the brain trust here going forward. So His shut name. up with your stupid fucking questions. Left eye. Left eye. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, left eye assured everyone that. In the midst of a bit of a payroll tizzy, there were Blue Jays people led led by a uh, high-ranking media <laughs> member. They were in a tizzy I didn't, I about didn't, the payroll. To know Paul Beeston's mouth, uh, mouth Paul Beeston's sock puppet. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the payroll everyone says is now is fine. It's going to be fine. Some well, Bob Elliott countered that a little bit as well, but whatever. That's another guy. I who, think that's another guy who may have a relationship with Paul Beeston. Yeah, absolutely. But what they all There's do. been a lot of you know, points going back and forth. La- uh, over the weekend, Dave Burroughs, your friend and mine from the Vancouver, mayor of Vancouver, the yeah. mayor of Vancouver, he was uh, drunk and upset about the fact <laughs> that the fucking white caps choked away some MLS yeah. soccer LARPing, just, whatever was, they do in the MLS playoffs. I was happy the snaps didn't include his ass this time. Yeah, well, it's always bone to He got <laughs> mad at me. He was drunkenly chewing me out because he said that the, I, the the idea that oh I saw that, that they, he yeah. would, that they would bring a new general manager uh, in or a new guy and then not give him as much money in, you know as in his pitches inevitably I'll do more for yeah. I'll do more with less you we were talking about this last last yeah. week which is the a typical pitch which it, it makes perfect logical sense but it's also it would be foolish to think that they're just going to chop payroll down by thirty yeah. or forty million dollars that yeah. seems a little it's a little bit difficult to swallow. It's like, it was like the thirty-five percent number which McCowan used, and then said, "Oh, you know, it's like going from one thirty-five to one hundred. It's like no, it's forty-seven million dollars. Like, it's uh, yeah, it's so crazy. I was proud of myself for for realizing when I was writing about that, you know, the perspective of like the Sportsnet executive who would be like, "You're gonna do what? Excuse <laughs> yeah. me." Like, well, I I think it, it's so easy to 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 think of them all as. All in the same family because it is it like the, yeah. it's owned by Rogers, the, this TV channel. But they've all got their own budgets. They've all got their own revenue. They've got to speak for. So there's obviously yeah. a lot more wiggle room for the Blue Jays that's to operate they, at a loss. So they keep all the money so elusive about how it goes from one you know, yeah silo because to the again, other. yeah everything in those places is a power play. And I, I've got X budget. My budget's bigger than your budget. I've got more people under my wing. Ergo, I'm more important to the company. I'm in line for the next. That's it's a very cutthroat corporate ruthless environment but i'm sure the blue jays have a lot more freedom to operate at a loss because of the way that they fuel so much of the rest of the corporation to operate at a dick fingers loss at a dick fingers loss to to operate under a different set of rules than maybe somebody else does but yeah the marco estrada thing sort of figures into that payroll conversation where again if he's eating up say 15 $0.8 $0.8 million of, of the coming payroll, or if it maybe can slide down to you know, 11 or 12 however we end, they end up doing some math if he does sign a longer-term deal. Uh, it doesn't give the Jays a lot to play with, no matter what he cho- chooses, yeah, this frankly. Is, this is true. We can't pretend like they're not going to go to $180 million payroll. They're not going to just start throwing money good after bad. Payroll isn't the be-all and end-all. When you're already in that upper echelon, it's more about the yeah. and in the, why they why they go to a guy like Shapiro and why they're willing to let a guy like Anthopoulos go. 
It's more about how you spend that $180 million or $140 million yeah. than the the sheer fact that you spend it. This is true. We, we've, we've seen that for years and years and years with terrible big money teams. And yet, the other talk this week was about Zach Greinke. <laughs> yeah, it was. About the Blue Jays maybe making an offer for the best pitcher on the free on the market, I think, is yeah. not unfair to say. Pledges in the joke National League in a not strong division. But his numbers against pitchers this year were among the best of all time. Wow. I think he allowed a single hit to, to a pitcher <laughs> this year. Which is like, it's important. you got to get those guys out. Yeah. Some of those guys can hit. Yeah. You, I mean, geez, you, you put enough balls in play and, and you'd think one more than just one would scoop Of through. course, when you do you put enough balls in play, but suddenly when you're a guy like Zach Rankin, you're facing the pitcher and you strike out like 45% of the pitches <laughs> that you face, the yeah. ball's not going to play so this much. This is true. Uh, it was... I, I, was, I noticed it earlier that Granke and Madison Bumgarner, the two of the best uh, in the last like twenty years, records against pit, other pitchers while also being the two best hitting pitchers uh, in the game. Interesting, yeah. Which is you know, that's, there are people who think that Madison Bumgarner should get more MVP consideration because he was so good at the plate this year. But that's another topic for another yeah. day. Uh, we will do awards when we're really desperate. Jesus, uh, I hope we don't get that desperate. <laughs> uh, Obviously, you got. I if you're a lunatic, if you don't have all kinds of time for Zach Greinke. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, I don't have that much time for like the fantasy that the Blue Jays would sign him, or that like, or, the, or that he would sign yeah, with the Blue Jays. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the He's one. He's not coming here. Well, well, He's totally not. He would, wants. He wants to swing that bat. He wants. He wants to swing the bat. Like and he wants to pick off the, the <laughs> easy want, pickings in the yeah. National League West. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't want to hear that he's a bust because he doesn't have to face those pitchers anymore, pitching those ballparks. He gets paid either way. Why would he care? Yeah, maybe not. But he wants to be competitive. But they do want to swing the bat. I don't. I, would it surprise you not to move too far away? But would, would it surprise you if David Price moved to a National League team? No. R.A. Dickey was talking about it in the middle of the year. He's like, yeah, I would love to go back and be involved in the game when I'm pitching. And, you know, as much as... That's a nice little scapegoat. Oh, Just yeah. Slide yeah. that. That little <laughs> slither in there. Like, oh, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd totally like to go back to that league. Let's, uh, let's, let's real quick, we'll do some content here. I want you, big free agents, the, the big names that are out there, I want, give me the, your top three that you would love. In a perfect world to see the Jays. In order. You can only have one. Wow, I can only have one. Mm. I, well, obviously, I mean... What it's so it's Greinke, Price, and Chris Davis, probably. Chris Davis is really. Good. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would. Know. I would say I would go. Are we factoring in like the ridiculous contracts they're going to get? No, the, uh, Dave Cameron. I mentioned him earlier. He wrote a really good thing on Fox today in kind of response to um, Will Litch wrote something about the worst contracts in baseball, and it's the you know the guys who are stealing money like Jared Weaver. Or Albert Pools, he's kind of not Pools, but yeah. other guys who are Jason Worth, and it's like, well, you have Kobe Ellsbury apparently is now stealing money. He's getting it's close, nice. yeah. but you can't. Which is awesome, by the way. It's important to remember that the front end of the deals pay for the back end of the deals. Yeah, all deals are going to look bad at the back end, and if you expect to be getting extracting maximum value through the entire life of a free agent contract, it's never going to happen. So don't bother trying to sign them. Remember this conversation three years from now when Russell Martin is like fucking thirty five years old. Oh, catching yeah. 75 games a year. Remember that he made $7 million this year, was among the best catchers yeah. the team has ever seen, and also they made the fucking playoffs. Yeah. Not coincidentally. But him making $7 million this year, not just that he made $7 million, that to the fact that he made so little allowed them to add David Price's salary, allowed them to add mm-hmm. you know Ben Revere, now all those pieces that they were able to do, allowed them to fit the puzzle pieces together in such a way mm-hmm. that, it's, yeah. It's kind of how the works. game works. It's yeah. how it works, so... They're not. Yes, the back end of these deals will always look bad, but free agency, if you unless you're relying on it to build your team, it's not. It's not the end of the world. True. I, true. True. It, they they look. They do look a little less bad on the back end. It's easier to remember that principle when you know on the front end things actually work out. Like I mean, I know we're not. Talk, it's not a free agent thing, but just thinking about the same idea with. 
uh, the trades the Jays made in 2013. It's like, oh, it's the front end of that stuff. Is like that's where they're they're gonna make their money. And yeah, things might get weird. You know, Syndergaard might turn into a fucking goddamn monster and whatever. But it's all it's all gonna pay off at the front end of that deal. <laughs> and you know, you're right. You're right. Or- you know, it's it's harder to swallow the 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 principle when, <laughs> but- when you know you had Emilio Bonifacio. Who is, is a free agent now? Well, I, I would say that my if I was going to rank my free agents that I would if I if it was my not my money but if I had to pick I would say David Price would be number one. Okay. Um, I think he was a great person. Guy, he was great. The team. Oh yeah, everybody. Loved as like him. a yeah. if you want to give credit to that, not not that you want to give credit to him necessarily because he's likable and because he bought them fucking robes and stuff like that, but because yeah, I'd give him credit for that. <laughs> he does. The stuff that I like in terms of not not the robes as much as the stuff that a guy like Chris Archer had to say about him after the season, how he the way he approaches his work and the way that that is reflected in the way that Chris Archer approaches his work, and a guy like Archer wants to emulate that kind of very Halliday, uh, you know, business. About it's about getting paid, right? It's, yeah, I think that's yeah. the way that you, the, the the young players need to look at it is how can I get paid. Like he's gonna get paid, or like he's getting paid now. Yeah. He he puts the work into his body. He takes his job seriously because it because it's a long, it's a marathon, not a sprint. He's a great pitcher. He works at getting better. He adds new pitches, and he's fucking rich. Yeah. Which Parks and I were talking about this at work today about about AJ Burnett, how he was a cancer at the beginning, and yeah. JP Richardi was like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with that guy. And by the end of his <laughs> career in Pittsburgh, he was a god yeah. because the young pitchers are all like. He took care of his body. He pitched, you know, he was pretty much injury free for like 10 years. He got paid so many times and he was durable and he's the best. Yep. So I like David Price for all those things. And he doesn't. Can't go wrong there. And I would love to see David Price pitch in this and his peak in a bullshit park, like, or in a bullshit division, bullshit National League. He would put up some fucking serious Zach Granke numbers too. Yeah, I know. That's true also. Number two would be Granke. Yeah. Number three would be Jason Hayward. This I don't uh, know where this came from today. Yeah, There's no way that Jason Hayward's going to sign with the Jays. No, but wait, did that was that a thing? Well, I made someone. I made some comments like, you know what, fuck it, the Jays should go go sign Jason Hayward. And then people were like, oh. so one guy actually who's a Cardinals fans are out there running interference, being like, <laughs> be like Jason, no, you don't want Jason Hayward. He's bad because <laughs> they all want yeah, him course. to resign. Uh, Jason Hayward's great. Yeah, uh, he's not. He's not what people want him to be, I think, in some ways, but he is really good, and he's 26. Yeah. He's eight months younger than Kevin Pillar, and his, <laughs> his worst Major League season offensively is better than Kevin Pillar's best, which, by the way, we just saw. Yeah. No, I think you did better than me. You, you, well, you, you had more time to think about it. That said, the question. I would give Chris Davis anything he wants. Yeah, Chris Davis. Fucking awesome, yeah. Speaking of Scott Boris, he was killing it today. As, as he always does. Chris Davis is the best infielder on the free yeah. agent market. He's also the best outfielder. And then I dug up the, that, the highlights of his pitching when he pitched in that game. <laughs> yeah. Best pitcher on the market. He throws a ridiculous changeup. He embarrassed Adrian Gonzalez in that game in 2013, that whenever it was. Great. That is amazing. He, there, was a, the high, there was a thing on Fangraphs today, like the most extreme home runs. And I saw that. That yep. home run that Chris Davis hit that was like in the <laughs> fucking right-hand batter's box. And it, he looked... Like he was brushing a fly off his shoulder. That was that would that's how yeah. I would describe the effort he put into the swing. The ball went like four hundred and twenty feet. Yeah, the that is the, that's field. the striking thing about his power. Yeah, it's totally fucked up. He's amazing. Uh, he's gonna get paid. If I'm a team, not the Blue Jays. Yeah. No. If, if it's like okay, we got money for Chris Davis, we got money for uh, Cespedes. I'd be like, I don't care how good an outfield Cespedes is. No, thank you. I will walk. I, I'm, I'm not a big believer in Jonas Cespedes. Call me crazy. Yeah, no. He was, I, yeah. <laughs> he, he had trouble getting on base there for quite a long time. He had one really good month at a really opportune time. And <laughs> that's going to make the him thing, yeah. a whole lot of money. That's kind of the thing. Uh, you know what? Let's take a break. We've been prattling on long enough. We'll come back. We're we'll going talk some small things. A couple of things. Talk about uh, a guy that Tony LaCava mentioned, Left Eye. Mentioned a few times today, uh, Drew Hutchison. Who's going to lead into another discussion about the team going forward on this edition of Birds All Day. 
Alright, so one of the things that Tony left Isla Cava mentioned today was that going into the season right now, or as things stands right right now, Drew Hutchison is probably going to be the team's fifth starter. To fifth, which, fifth of three. Fifth of three, which yeah. someone uh, very nicely <laughs> quipped fifth of three. Uh, which is interesting to hear. Hutchison's been real bad. Yeah. He was really bad this year. Somebody, I, I, I don't, I don't, I think it's, I think I did, I didn't look it up, but I think someone said a 577 ERA this year. Is that what he had? That sounds like about right. <laughs> that also sounds spectacularly awful. It's pretty bad. But Drew Hutchinson <laughs> is a better pitcher than that. Yeah. There's a lot. I, of, I, I, his, think of the way that we home, were. His home splits would suggest as much. Think about the way we were talking about him at this, uh, not this time last year. Well, yeah, even this yeah, time no, last this year. Yeah, no, this time last year. Well, yeah. this time last year we were not do, we were talking about the Blue Jays. Not in this way, but 557. 557, ERA. wow. Uh, and close. then when you regress it, it kind of improves. So, <laughs> I am very much in, in favor of letting Drew Hutchison work this winter, come to camp, put some time in, be a starter. Sure. But, I am also more than happy, and I think I, it could work out very well, that it, if it doesn't work, he could be... A really good reliever. He could, I think, also, yeah. Because there's a lot of talk about building bullpens and all these people talking about super bullpens and do what the Royals did and, and how the you know a great bullpen covers up many evils. Uh, a guy like Hutchison could be a legitimate weapon in the bullpen. He already throws harder than it you would think from the little narrow-ass white guy. This is true. He has that slider. He can miss bats. Might get a little bump in the velocity, too. From the, the yeah, the velocity's honestly. not going down out of the bullpen. Yeah. He's not asked to turn the lineup over. You could put him in inopportune spots if you don't want him to be your capital C closer. Yeah. But, I mean... It's just there's those times where, you know, he doesn't know where it's going by the looks of it. It's kind of an issue. But you, you, know, you can get... Even if relievers, you can get away with that. Maybe, you, maybe you, you, you can break down his mechanics a little bit. You can have him throw out of the stretch exclusively. Yeah. There, but are, I think, there are options. I, sure. I think a guy like a guy like Hutchison is a really attractive bullpen option down the road after he proves without a shadow of a doubt that he can't start. Right. Because he is that failed starter. Guys who are yeah. only relievers or guys that come up, you know, these to pairs and whoever. Aaron Sanchez is. And... No, but Sanchez is the other <laughs> thing. Sanchez is a failed starter. Yeah. About He's about to become a failed starter, but he's going to get his chance to fail. They all deserve their fan, their chance to fail as a starter. Think about all the chances that Brett Cecil get. We've mentioned this a million yeah, that's times. Yeah, He was, true. and he wasn't even a starter. He was a reliever in college, yeah, right? That's right. Jay's smartly said, "Start. Yeah. See how you do." He was good in the minor leagues. Never really panned out as a big league starter. Now he's eventually developed into a great reliever. Turns out, the list of guys who were great, who were mediocre starters, who translate as better relievers. That's that's the model. You don't draft a guy as a reliever. Yeah. Or a guy as a reliever. Yeah. But I like Hutchison again, and I do, but I also am very much in favor of letting him start until he can't. Yeah, there's only so many spots for guys you're <laughs> going to try to do that with. See, I want I, I want Osuna to be a starter. Yeah, yeah. I think Osuna has the better prospect of being a legitimate starter. Because he's a better pitcher than all those that's other fucking the one. guys. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what that is. Yeah. That's exactly what that is. So, yeah, he should be the one. You know, there's all this talk about, well, he really liked closing. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, can you get 200 innings out of him? And will they be better than what you can get out of anybody else? Will he be more valuable valuable to your team over the course of a season doing that instead of being this closer? Then who gives a shit who your closer is? I don't want to see that him damned by his own success as, as a closer. I, I think every pitcher... Deserve, if, if they have it in them, if the team looks at them and says, he can start, or he let's see if he can start, every single one of them. I don't care if there's 10 guys in spring training fighting for spots. Uh, if they're young, if they've got options, if they're not you know, a guy like Osuna that you're not going to send to the minor leagues, yeah, no matter how that, poorly he pitches. That's over, I think, yeah. But you let them all start, and if it's not working out, you send them to Buffalo. And you start down there until it until again until you show that without a, out any doubt you're not a starter, and then you can come up, give me three outs. That would be ideal. Three if, times a week. That would be ideal if you didn't have like 
three guys in your bullpen if you did that at this point. So that that becomes the other thing. Is that how how are you going to build this team? Are you going to make an investment in the bullpen knowing that you could end up with a free bullpen of failed starters? Yeah. Or are you going to invest in starters, push these guys back to the bullpen, and then eventually leaving them there? How do you do it? It is an interesting question. I I would love to I'd love to see them get starters, but uh, as much as I know that 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 means you're going to have to do something with your Sanchez's and and Hutchison's that may not be on the big league roster and may be a waste of talent that could help in the bullpen and may you know you may have to uh, sort of do what the Jays did this year, which is is mix and match in the bullpen early on and try to figure things out and hope for, you know, get some depth guys and get some, you know, guys on the cheap to try to patch together a bullpen. And, and you know, as much as that was sort of maligned, especially at the start of the year, you know, they've they found some guys. They found guys with spot like, to, to have, you know, to take some roles. And, mm-hmm. you know, Sanchez came back and, and that helped. And Osuna emerged and that helped. And, uh, you know, they made deals at the deadline and then the bullpen, even though it wasn't, Kansas City's bullpen, or it wasn't the Yankees' bullpen, or at least the back end of the Yankees' bullpen. It was it was pretty good. It was good enough to have got them to within two games of the World Series. Like, so I, I'm kind of okay with going about it that way. Uh, though I understand the other way around. I mean, if they and, and I think it's like it probably more comes down to what the market is for guys, who you can actually get, who's realistic at what you know at the the prices. Uh, well, they're not going to. That's why they get paid the big bucks there in the. In the front office, they're not. The Blue Jays aren't going to be the only team looking to strengthen their bullpen, right? In a time where everyone's going to be like, "Hey, look what the Royals did!" It's like all you need to do, <laughs> yeah, is get three guys that throw fucking ninety-eight miles an hour. Okay, one of them is legitimately turning into one of the best relievers anybody and <laughs> like we've seen. Yeah, uh, Greg Holland was no fucking slouch. True, until he started to kind of go... Until he got south, hurt. But, yeah. Uh, S- Herrera is pretty ridiculous. And then they had these, you know, even like Franklin Morales, like to be your fifth or sixth guy in the bullpen, yeah, the mop-up guy. Ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, because there's a lot of guys who are left-handed throwing 95, just lying around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Ryan Matson. Ryan Matson's a good example. That was, they took a big, they took a risk. They took a flyer on him. Yeah. A guy who, not that long ago, was equally ridiculous. He well, was and, kind of Wade Davis before. In his and that, I mean, that sort of... That is a that's sort of a model, and I think I don't know if it was Ben Nicholson Smith or Shadow V that wrote about that this week. It was a, a model maybe that the Jays could look at and what the Royals did last year and take you know you get your your uh, Volquez, your Chris Medlin, Mad, you know you pick up the you pick up a bunch of guys that could do whichever, and then see how the fuck it fits together when you you know when you when you leave spring training basically. But I mean, so you're more comfortable, in other words, in not not dumpster diving. But searching for value rather than being like, let's give you know Orion Madsen some money. Let's give Mark Lowe some money. Yeah, well, it's, see, I it's, am more comfortable. Yeah, I am more comfortable dumpster diving. And I mean, if you can get a, a Madsen or a Lowe or a Darren O'Day, though apparently everybody wants Darren O'Day, and mm-hmm. also he can kind of go fuck himself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you want, I mean, if you can get them at the right price, then I think that makes sense. But it's really about how the market. I think unfolds, you know, with the with what you know what, like I say, what starters will come here, what what you think you can get done. Uh, I don't know if I would have a plan from which I could not deviate on that front. Uh, I think what you said about the market is the unsexy truth. What's going to be out there? A couple guys that may, you know, kind of highlight or. Well, there isn't the, really a there. There isn't an Andrew Miller and uh, whoever the fuck the other guy was uh, out there. This David Robertson this mm-hmm. year, uh, and even you know beyond that, like the Astros got those guys, uh, whoever the fuck they were. Uh, there were a few relief pieces last year that were maybe uh, more attractive than uh, than there are this year, and also the starter market this year is is robust. Uh, which might lead to some bargains, which might lead to you know not that I think the Jays should have to be looking for bargains i think they should be in on the best guys and hopefully if they get you know if they can get the best guys at reasonable you know contracts then they should absolutely do something like that if they can get a zimmerman if they can get any of the fucking they can get any of the top, top line guys. starters it's gonna yeah like you know first and foremost i think go out and do that get a guy who can like change what your rotation looks like that's a real like difference maker and then also a guy who you know gives you something going forward too 
it would be in a perfect world. You come into the season thinking it would be nice if we had a spot for Drew Hutchison and Aaron Sanchez in the rotation. But the it's all full up. Yeah, rotation's all full up. So sadly, you guys are gonna have to go and uh, either go to populate. Yeah. yeah, either go to we'll send you to Buffalo for a while, but we need you to the big. We think you can help the big club by pitching at the back of the bullpen. Yeah, because the closer is now a starter. And so I mean, if you that's end, sort of how I would hope for it to unfold, and I kind of expect it to unfold. I, I would, if it, we're talking Estrada, Dickey, Stroman, Osuna, plus. One more. Yeah. I would think, yeah. That might be an unfair, an unrealistic expectation. It might be. That Osuna is in there and you're going to suddenly get these big... God, I'm, yeah, I know. And that's, people, yeah, people keep sort of saying that. Especially because Osuna took so well to the closer job. But fuck that. He should start. He should start. Carlos Martinez. Adam Wainwright. Yeah. I mean, those are just two names that come. Sure. Adam Wainwright's not fair. He's a great pitcher, like a great, great pitcher. But Carlos Martinez was a guy that kind of bounced back and forth between yeah. the two. Again, they're so the starting pitchers. Look, if if you th- even just think about the conversation that we had having now and had before about committing six years and like a hundred and fifty or sixty million dollars to a guy like Zach Greinke, or the twenty-eight and a half million dollars that David Price is going to earn a year. That's what it t- takes to get a starter. Why would you not let Roberto Osuna do it for you for five hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> yeah, if he can, and yeah. if his body's not up to it, if his if he, if his changeup is too e- too easy for lefties to pick up, if it's you're worried about him turning over a lineup, then let him prove it instead of just being like, "Well, he was good as a closer once." Yeah, you gotta. You have to take. It's just. It's not even a risk. It's 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 a shot you have to take. And, every time. And I think he's a guy who people think his body will hold up better. I mean, you look at Aaron Sanchez and how he kind of broke down after, you know, going into pitch counts that he'd never, like, literally never seen before. He, you know, was, was going, and, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that's why, but mm. I don't know. I think Asuna is a good bet to be successful there because, as we as we said, as you said, he's a better pitcher than those other guys. Like, he's a better pitcher than Sanchez and a better pitcher than Hutchison. Well, so giddy up. The last, thing, the last thing I want to say, and I bet you there's probably people who are listening to us are probably saying the same thing that I'm going to ask you. Do you think that maybe you and I in particular have a dif- distorted view of Aaron Sanchez? People who come and watch him, people who were covering the game, like national types, people who don't typically cover the Blue Jays, when they see Aaron Sanchez pitch, they're all, they all lose their mind. Yeah. Yeah. Because that fucking ins- that two seamer of his is not normal. Like the way that ball explodes out of his hand. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you're probably right. We probably have a bit of a warped view of it because it's been. I mean, it's been frustrating, and it, it, which is maybe shitty of us because he's what fucking 22, and he's been a pro for a really long time. But it's you know guys with that kind of stuff takes take a long time to harness it sometimes. But and the walks have been, kind of gotten better. Last year was weird with the lefties split, uh, and he just seems to be getting dicked around. And would they prefer to have him in the bullpen? And I, I don't know. I was I was on board with him as a starter when he went down. Like I was at that last game that uh, against the Yankees before he got injured, where he was ridiculous. He was so good. Uh, so yeah, maybe maybe it's a bit warped to already be thinking about. How he's not starter material and how they maybe need to... Well, you said earlier, he's a failed starter about to happen. and I, I don't know. We literally shit on him at every given chance. <laughs> it's, 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 it's potentially shameful that we do this. It might be. I mean, the shit on him... I, yeah, the shitting on the possibility of him... I think it's also about expectation, right? I mean... There, there's there's something there too because he was you know he's the guy that kept him to, instead of Syndergaard he's the guy that's been groomed for so long that you've heard about for so long he's going to be you know this world beating starter this potential frontline starter for them and uh, yeah maybe we're just being impatient I think it, I think they can both be true I think we can we are being impatient I think we do have unfair expectations but I also maintain something I've said before sitting here on this couch that. Big-armed righties with no control or no command are really easy to overrate yep. because there's no 
magical way to suddenly teach these guys to throw strikes. It doesn't just come with age or experience. There's no magic number of, of times through the, through the league, of years of, of instruction. Sometimes they just don't get it. And it's not by anyone's fault, including Aaron Sanchez. It's a really hard thing to do to keep your enormous body in one piece, repeating this motion that is so unnatural and that is sending this ball catapulting out of your face at a zillion miles an hour. It's really hard. But I, I don't know. I, it's just it's so easy when you watch him to see the things that he doesn't do well. Yeah, when you have expectations of him being a great pitcher, and it's—I mean—I think he was 17 when he was drafted, and was—and was a super like a sandwich pick, a very high pick, and a guy we watched for so long. And it's hard—it's easy to forget that he's as young as he is. I think is what that is, is part of that too. And you think, you know, you look at all the pro innings, you're like, why isn't he better at this? And it's like, well, exactly what you say—it's fucking hard. And, and he's the—it he, it takes time, and lots of guys, like, lots of guys have failed. Lots of guys have gotten to this point. And gone beyond, and then something did click. Something did figure it out. And he's had some big league success, as albeit as a reliever, but some as a starter too. There's, you know, he's he's already had a fucking better career than a lot of you know, most people. Uh, just about literally everyone who gets drafted. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. With that, but also, but sorry, before I know you just said with that, but also, but do you do you like create space in the rotation for that? I don't know if you do. Like you, you have to give it ample opportunity to prove it doesn't belong. I think you have to do it with all of them. You got yeah. it. You don't. You don't not do something. If you're, if we're thinking right now that the three, they've got three guys. Assuming they sign Estrada, they, if you assume Estrada is coming back, uh, if you got Estrada, Dickey, and Stroman, mm-hmm. right? That's three guys. So there's. It's not like you're squeezing anybody out by giving chances to Osuna, Hutchison. Sanchez. It'd be nice to have a lefty in that mix. Would it would? But uh, Marcus Mark Stroman's basically a kind of pitcher. Sure, we'll go with that. Yeah. But so, no, I don't know. I yeah, but uh, it would be interesting. I don't know if they would ever do it just because of what the bullpen will need. But I would love to see if though if, if say if Sanchez and Hutchison don't have spots in the rotation, keep them starting. Put them in Buffalo. Say you know what? If the bullpen really can't handle it in a couple of months, we could call them back up and they'll be relievers for the rest of the year. If nobody, and if we don't need them in the rotation be before then, uh, and then see where it goes from there. You know, give yourself more time. Uh, I don't know if they'll do that because they can see already, you know, what Sanchez could do in the bullpen. What Osuna, if he's if he's that guy, I hope could do not. in the bullpen. I hope he's not too. I've said it, I've said on here. I didn't necessarily mean to make it so, but the next conversion to a reliever for Aaron Sanchez is the last one. Like that's the final. Yeah. One in which he now is a reliever, which I think is all the more reason to hope that if he doesn't make the rotation, you keep you send him to Buffalo and you let him keep doing it until you you don't give you don't just give him you know thirty days in fucking Florida. You give him two three months start see if see if somebody gets hurt and you need to bring him up and give him another chance that way. Uh, and if that means your bullpen is worse for it, then that's for the first couple months of the season that's probably okay it's gonna hurt it's gonna people whine a fuckload about it if the bullpen's blowing games and he's down there but long run's probably better i don't know how this happened aaron sanchez you got so much potential and yet here we are <laughs> soaking you in our piss once again uh well at least drew hutchison somehow managed to get escape Who's, unscathed who from wants that. to talk about that but he, no well i don't want <laughs> about all the reasons yeah. in which he is a sufficient rag for stray <laughs> urine. For Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Fairservice. This has been easily the worst episode, except for the interlude uh, of Birds All Day.
Uh, or if it's uh, the cat somewhere here. Is that cat in your house now? No, I think the window's open. I think oh, okay. the cat's at the window. <laughs> That yeah, sounds like that cat's in the house. It does sound like, no, but it's at the window.